This is Breakthrough Radio. Warning. This podcast is about death and may upset sensitive listeners. If you are easily triggered, I advise skipping this one. The air which gave you your first breath also receives your last sigh. How would you feel if your partner died a week ago? What would your life suddenly look like? What would change in your life and what would be different? What would you be able to do and what would you no longer be able to do because they are not around? Now, these are some serious questions. I ask myself these questions often, especially after I've sat with many relationship clients. How can I have two people at different times on the same couch complaining about the same thing, wanting the same things from each other, without either of them being prepared to give the other person the very thing that they want from the other person. Let me say that again. I have two people in a relationship on my couch at different times complaining about the same thing, wanting the same thing from each other, without either of them willing to give the other person the very thing that they want from the other person. Does this sound strange or insane? I hear you, but when it comes to relationships, Humans are not as smart as we think we are. In the land of relationship, our relationships are very seldom driven by thinking. They are captained by our emotions and feelings. This is the way people feel, and it's their emotions which justify their feelings to themselves. This is why why I can have two people who love each other, wanting the same thing from each other, feeling like neither of them are getting what they want from each other. Even after I talk to them, and they both say that all they want is their partner to be happy. Now let me go over this again. They both say that all they want to do is make their partner happy, and of course be happy themselves. So they are both in a relationship where all their partner wants to do is make them happy, yet both of them feel unhappy? How is it that they are both miserable? Because this is how they feel, and their emotions make them feel right about what they are feeling. Because in the land of relationships, your relationship is very seldom driven by your thinking. It is captained by your emotions and your feelings. And for as long as your emotions justify your feelings, without the objective reality of thinking, and without including the perspective of the other person, the possibility of a relationship going, of course, is strong. If you cannot consider your feelings without asking, does the other person love me? And then directing your feelings from there, you are going to have a hard time of this. To be clear for those who do not know me, relationships are very important to me, and I'm always working to figure them out. I stay up late at night contemplating these matters, and I'm constantly looking for ways to make relationships better. Unfortunately, I'm not a romantic anymore. I don't believe that everything will just work out, or that it always works out for the best. Or my personal favorite, it is what it is. No, I've been down these roads too many times to know the difference. I'm no longer idealistic, naive, or unrealistic when it comes to relationships, where we can do whatever we want, and everything will just work itself out for the best. (laughs) Oh, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. No, we are humans, and humans make things happen. We are far more in charge of our fate and our destiny, and our lives than we would like to think. When it comes to our relationships, each relationship is unique, and each relationship needs its own individual special attention. Relationships are like snowflakes. They are special. When relationships are in trouble, 
They are more like the common cold. There is not one vaccine or one cure for all of them. Sometimes our relationship is dying and we can't stop it because we don't know how. No one showed us. This is what keeps me up at night. I have so many questions about relationships. I ask myself things like, what causes a relationship to die? And how do you know if your relationship is dead? What do we do when a relationship is dying? What if the relationship is already dead and the people in it do not want to admit it? Or possibly can't for many reasons? Is this still a relationship? Well, yes, it is. It is still a type of relationship. These are the questions I keep asking myself. And these are the questions we will answer. So what happens when your relationship is dead, but both of you are still breathing? You're still breathing and living in the relationship. Is this maybe a zombie relationship? For me, it's a massive pity when I sit with clients who are in a zombie relationship. They are still around each other, but the relationship died years ago. We all know zombies, or what a zombie is. A zombie is basically the walking dead. It's an undead creature, and it's frequently featured in works of horror stories and horror movies, and it's commonly found in the fantasy genre. Although zombie has been applied to many different types of creatures, zombies generally share a few defining characteristics. Perhaps most importantly, it's the characteristic of the lack of free will. Zombies are usually made to do things that are not of themselves. They're walking around, sort of breathing, but they're not really interested in any aspects which once made them human. They look human. They simply no longer behave as humans do. They are caught by some outside force, like being infected by a virus or being controlled by an evil sorcerer who has put a spell on them, making them do things that they do not really want to do. They simply can't stop themselves. Zombies are compelled, obliged, or sort of forced to do the will of something else that is driving them. And humans can get like this. <laughs> they can become relationship zombies, no longer plugged into the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that you are a zombie, or that your partner is a zombie. No. I'm not saying that at all. I'm using this as an analogy, as a story. Just a different way to look at this. To give you some space to see and think about what is really going on. And for you to evaluate what is important to you. I'm not even saying that this is a bad thing. I'm just calling out what I see. Just a quick side note. An important thing to keep in mind about zombies. Is zombies do not know that they've become a zombie. Maybe when they wake up to the fact that they've been asleep with their eyes open. Or maybe that they are under some sort of spell. Maybe then they might realize that they are a zombie. But until then, they don't know that they are a zombie. It's kind of weird like that. Let's go dark for a minute. If it is easier for you to become a zombie than to be a human, then fine. Be one. Who am I to judge? But then at least you know you are infected or under some evil spell and know that you have become a zombie. But most of us do not want to be zombies. We do not want our free will to be taken from us. If you feel that your free will has been taken from you because of your relationship, then I suggest you look into that. If you feel like your partner has become an evil sorcerer, or an evil sorceress, or a vampire that is sucking the life out of you, and not in a good way, then I suggest you look into that. If you are happy to be the food of a zombie relationship virus, then fine. Get infected, and do not seek a cure. Walk in the zombie fog and don't complain that you cannot see your way out of it. Walk through your life and your relationship like the walking dead and wait for your partner to die so that you can get on with your life. 
and if this is the place you want to be, then there is no need to go any further. It stands to reason that if you keep doing what you've done, you're just going to land in the same place that you are. And if this is your thing, as I said before, I'm not here to judge. I'm simply making an observation. Of course, I'm also here to propose another way and to tell you that there is another way. There is a way out of this. There really is. Before you jump into this, there are a few things you need to know and consider. We will keep zooming in and zooming out, stirring up the salt and then considering the different perspectives so that you can get the gravity of this. And then you can make your own choice. Of course, the big question is, can you revive a zombie relationship? Can you resuscitate and revive your dead or dying relationship? Now, I'm an eternal optimist, and I believe you can. Especially in this realm. Especially in the realm of relationships. Now, before we get there, there are a few things we need to cover. Just like resuscitating someone who has stopped breathing, reviving your relationship will take some skill and some effort. It also may not work the first time. This is not a movie. This is real life. Not everything goes according to a script. And you might feel like you're the only one who is constantly bringing the first aid kit to the relationship. You might. You might even feel like you're the only one who's making any effort at all. And you might be right. At this point, it doesn't matter. We're not looking at that for now. The question at this point is, do you want to be right? Or do you want the relationship? Most relationships die silently. And both parties just keep on living. This is not really what we think of as a relationship. This becomes more of a transaction or a habit. We tend to just go back to the same thing that we've done before because that's what we've done before. The thing is, when the relationship reaches a particular point where we feel that this thing is not meeting our needs, we tend to blame the other person for this happening. We say things like, they never do this or they never do that. Or how about this one? They make me feel like this or they make me feel this way. And this is how I feel at the moment. Well, you might be right. But does this make you happy? Does it make you feel fulfilled? Would you rather be in a habit or would you like to be in a relationship? Pick one. Doesn't matter which one you pick. Just pick one. And then know the difference. Being in a relationship implies that you are with someone else. There is someone else in the game. There is someone else in this equation. And now you need to ask yourself, what do you think your life would look like? When they are gone. Now if the reality is that you no longer want them in your life, then I suggest that you be nice and you tell them. Do them a favor of packing your own luggage and get out of their way. Oh wait, I forgot, I'm sorry. The kids, the dog, or the cat, or the TV. What about all of that? Humans are strange things. We always feel like we are owned by something. Well if you are, if you feel like this, then what is it? What is the thing owning you? Is it that uh, zombie virus, maybe? Really? Relationships is not a game, and this is not okay. I'll keep saying things like this. Humans like to think that they are rational and reasonable until it comes to relationships. At first, this relationship is a world cruise and an ocean liner which both parties reside on. It's glamorous and there's a party every night. And then suddenly one of them depart. And then the relationship becomes like two ships passing in the night. Or maybe passing in the passage. And then sometimes, of course, these ships become battleships. And the only relationship is the battle that they are having. It becomes two warships battling each other for the same reason. 
This is not rational. This is insanity. Especially if you still love each other. This is more like madness or crazy making. And I'm sure not everyone is enjoying this podcast at this point. <laughs> well, you know the game. If it hits a button, then maybe it's not because I'm pushing your button. It's because you have the button that can get pushed. If this is hitting a nerve, then essentially I've done my job. And I suggest you continue listening and push on through this message. Because I promise you that there is light on the other side of this. Talking about boats, they say that boats are safe in the harbour. But boats are not made to be in the harbour. You might feel that relationships are safe if you do not rock the boat. But relationships are captained by humans. And humans are interesting creatures. Relationships are meant to be fun, enjoyable, loving and a safe place to be vulnerable. You might feel that relationships are safe if you do not rock the boat. For me, the only time relationships become safe is when you are willing to risk it all. Relationships are a place where you feel you will go to war for the other person. Not go to war against the other person. This is why I suggest that we stop the Cold War and start the peace talks. Start the peace process and start the abundance and fun process. What is it going to take for you to have fun in your life? The strange thing is, to have peace is easy. All you both need to do is just stop fighting. Both of you. Not just one of you. Both. This podcast is not for one person. It's for both parties. Or multiple parties, depending on what kind of relationship you're in. Now, I'm not talking about supporting destructive behavior. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm not talking about supporting someone else's bullshit or even supporting your own bullshit. I'm not even talking about not having standards or having strong, healthy boundaries. I'm not even talking about the story or the reasons for anything. I'm not talking about any of those for now. I'm talking about where are you spending the most time in your relationship? Are you spending your time in the zombie relationship fog? The type of fog which only fades after 20 years, and you ask yourself, what the hell have I been doing with my life? What I'm talking about is having a clear day, a clear mind and a clear view where you can see your relationship horizon and you can see where it's taking you. I'm talking about having a wake-up call, a wake-up call to what we are doing and giving us a perspective to put things back into perspective, to make a clear choice for you to get back on track This is what I'm talking about. And if it takes the shock of talking about this to get through to anyone, this is what I'm prepared to do. We need to be shocked to awareness. Your partner is going to die. You are going to die. We all die once, yet we live every day. Remember that one. Keep this in mind. Oftentimes we are told we only live once. No, we only die once. We live every day. However, most of us go through life essentially dead. Some of us go through life like a zombie. This is why often we just feel like we are the walking dead or an object in the house. And there are many unanswered questions. The questions are to get us thinking. What is it going to take for you to feel alive again and be the captain of your own ship and turn the rudder of your relationship? Think about this. The other person might be feeling exactly the same way you are feeling right now. And they also might not know what to do. And maybe they feel like they've done everything they can. I promise you, this this one is common. This is more common than sand. Maybe they are dying for you to open your door. And if you open the door, they will step through it. If they open their door, will you step through it? 
Will that make you feel alive, or is your own pride getting in your way? I know so far this is not fun. Remember, this is relationships. This is real life. This stuff is serious business. The thing is, if we get this on track, or if we catch a wake-up, imagine how much more fun we'll have. And I know, life makes huge demands on us. I know that. We all know this. I'm sure that your partner does not expect you to show up their door with 10 million in a briefcase every evening. I'm sure your partner does not expect you to fight monsters or defend you from them every day. I'm sure your partner does not expect you to be in 100% perfect physical shape forever and sprouting flowers from inside your coat every time you see them. I'm very sure that this is not what your partner expects. I'm almost sure what your partner wants from you is for you to be you. For you to be in their arms and for you to hold them. For you to be their safe place, away from the scary monsters, away from the scary existence of what awaits them outside the castle walls. I'm sure your partner does not expect that much. And I'm probably guessing at this point. Neither do you. I don't think you expect too much either. It's actually quite ironic. We don't expect too much from our partners when it really comes down to it. We actually don't. As I said, I know that life makes huge demands on us. We all do. Outside of all the goings-on outside the castle walls, we don't expect much from each other. We might want a bigger castle, (laughs) and we might want a few more steeds or some foster steeds, if you get the picture. But that's got very little to do with the actual relationship that the two of you have. In the beginning, I posed the question, how would you feel if your partner died? Now let me ask you another strange question. When do you plan to die? Or have you died already? For the most part, we don't plan to die. We want to live. We do not want to die. We want to live and we want to feel alive. The only way we'd really like to die is of old age, after living a really full and fun life. Life is awesome. Life is is flipping great. And being in a relationship with someone, it's even better. And I've got to get this through to you. You're way more important being on this planet than you would be off this planet. Especially when you make a difference. Even if you just make the difference in the other person's life. That is still a difference. Especially if you have people who love you and care for you. Especially if you are incredible. Stop that noise of, I want to die. Stop that noise. Stop that noise of, maybe everyone would be better off if I was not here. Stop that. To stop it. That's bullshit and you know it. There is a cry for support. That is a cry to be seen, while you are ignoring the fact that you are already seen. It's quite ironic, because the only one not seeing this is you. You are the one who is not seeing what you bring. Suicide is not an option. Ever. Ever. The only time suicide is an option is only after you have died of old age. That's when you can consider it. Before that, just take a deep breath. Those who choose suicide feel that they have no options in the moment. They cannot see tomorrow. But tomorrow always comes. Always. If you let it. The support you need is all around you for this. You are walking on it. You are standing in it. You are surrounded by a beach of gold. You are surrounded by it. You already have everything you need to get what you want. The only ones who don't see this are zombies. There are tools to get out of this. There are things that you can do to get out of the slump. You can do things to feel that you're in charge and know that who you are and what you're doing matters. You are not a zombie. Your partner is not a zombie. 
you are both humans. I know we all find ourselves in places we did not want to be in. And if you really think about it, we have all found our way out of it. I'm telling you there's a way out. You can break the zombie spell. You can recover from the zombie virus. I'm sure you can. You can resuscitate and revive this zombie relationship. You can. Of course you can. <laughs> Remember, I'm an eternal optimist, so I believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And just like resuscitating someone who has stopped breathing, reviving a relationship will take some skill and a little bit of effort. It may also take more than just one time and more than just one thing. It might. The reality is, it is many things over a long time period that does the trick. And now we can jump into it. What can we do to resuscitate a zombie relationship? How can we breathe life back into this thing we think might be dead? Well, the first thing to do is to be honest. You need to be honest with yourself. Is your relationship really dead but still walking? Is this situation you find yourself in, is it really just them? Or do you have a part to play in this? Or are you just unplugged and waiting for them to do something? These are serious questions to ask of yourself. And sometimes we won't like the answer. Remember, this is not about blaming yourself. It's about taking responsibility. It's about looking at this through a new lens. These are just the steps. The thing is to take responsibility for this. Whether it really is them or just you is not the debate. And this is not worth nitpicking over. The reality is, this thing is not what you want it to be. And that's it. That's the reality. Once we accept this, now we can change it. And yes, this is challenging. Do not expect them to change. Because we can't expect them to change if we are not going to change. Do not expect them to change if you are not going to give them the chance to change. This is going to take effort on both sides of the fence. You are going to need to go first. Think about it like this. It's like having a next-door neighbor with an overgrown yard, you know, making the street look untidy. Before you whine at them to clean up their yard, clean yours up first. Maybe if they see all the activity in your yard, they might decide to clean up theirs, all on their own. Maybe. <laughs> but it starts with you. This process starts with us first. And if you've given this podcast to your partner, yes, it applies to them too. Or if you're the other one listening to this, it applies to you too. This is a two-way thing. To resuscitate this relationship, you're going to need to know how to do first aid. To resuscitate the zombie relationship, we are going to need to bring out the defibrillator. And like going on a first aid course, you're going to need to know how the defibrillator works. We can't just start shocking everything in sight until, you know, things start moving again. No, <laughs> that's not a good idea. Remember, I told you that you're going to need to learn a few things. This is one of those things that you need to learn. You can't just start shocking everything or just start randomly doing things and hope that they work. It's not going to work like that. Placing the pads in the correct place, waiting for the thing to charge first, and executing the right shock in the right place at the right time will do the job much better than just putting pads all over the show and just start hitting that button continuously. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that that would be a pleasant experience for the other person. However, if you apply the correct first aid at the right time, in the right place, you'll be amazed at how little effort this could take you. You see what I'm talking about? I'm only talking about a very few things. To breathe life back into the relationship does not take that much. It doesn't. 
especially if both parties are interested in breathing life back into this thing. And the big surprise here is you do not need to learn anything new. You don't, not really. You might just need to do what you used to do. Remember the time when you were hot for each other and nothing would stand in the way of you spending time together or even keeping your hands off each other? (laughs) Remember that? Do that. (laughs) Do that again. Remember when it was exciting to just hold their hand as you walked? Do that. Remember when you used to talk to each other about all kinds of crazy topics? And remember that you never got upset with them, no matter what they said. Remember that? Do that. Do that again. Remember when they could share anything with you and you were interested, just because you wanted to get to know them? Do that. Do that a lot. These are all things that you've done before. Remember when the shower was an exciting place for you to spend time together? Do that. Remember when you did not get offended, but you got excited when they sent you naughty text messages? Remember that? Do that. Remember the time you just wanted to be in the same room as them, because you felt awesome when they were there? Do that. You can do so many things that you've already done and you can already do. This is not rocket science, brain surgery, nuclear physics, or building a spaceship. (laughs) This is not that. This is the stuff that to talk about when they say it's like riding a bike. In other words, once you've learned how to ride a bicycle, you never forget. You might get rusty, but you don't forget. It's not like you get on a bicycle for the first time after 20 years, and it's like the first time you've ever gotten onto a bicycle. It's something that you've learned. It's something that you've done. This stuff is already inside of you. This is just being who you are already. Just be yourself. You do not need a degree for any of this stuff. You just need to get over yourself and own your part in this. Instead of spending your time sulking and being angry with them, you can spend your time and energy being interested in them or figuring out what you really want and how to get it. Spend your time figuring out what they want from you and give it to them. What's the problem? You used to do it anyway. You've done this before. Either way, the time will pass. It'll either pass with you holding a grudge or keeping score or just feeling unloved and unappreciated, or the time can pass with both of you respecting each other again, loving each other again, and working on being happy together where there is life in the relationship again. I know that this might sound too easy. (laughs) It might sound too easy. It's not. And your inner critic might be firing off at this time going, Andrew, I've done all of that before. I've already done this. I promise, if you haven't done it this way and it hasn't worked, then you haven't done it this way. And if you really have, go back to what I said before. You might need to do this again. And again. And again. And again. Over time. Give yourself a chance. Give them a chance. They are not the enemy in this. And neither are you. Most people will wait for the other person to die before they can be happy. And even then, when that person whom they blame for their unhappiness is gone, they are still unhappy. At this point, they no longer have that false reason for their unhappiness. Then how can it be that other person who was making them unhappy? I know people like this. The only difference now, once they are gone, not only are they unhappy, they have no one to complain about or blame for their unhappiness. Unfortunately, it gets worse. They no longer have that false reason for their unhappiness. But now, on top of all of this, they are left with regret. They are left with regret because of all the things they should have done or could have done 
and did not do. Why live in this regret when you already know how not to live in this regret? You know you can turn this around. You know that you are not dead and neither are they. Why wait for them to die to realize that you actually give a damn for them, that you actually give a damn for yourself and that you care about this relationship? Maybe they are silently hoping that you will make the first move. Who knows? Maybe they are expecting exactly the same thing that you are and they are also afraid. Maybe they are silently hoping that you would make the first move to open the door wide enough for them to get back into your life. Who knows? You will never know if you don't open the door. You won't know if you don't give it a go. Do something. Do something you've already done before. At least if you give it a go, you will know that if they die in their sleep tonight, you gave it a shot. At least this will give you that buffer between the guilt and the regret. And I promise you, regret is not worth the price of admission. It isn't. Regret and guilt are worthless. We are not on this earth forever. And even if you might be immortal, (laughs) and even if you might live forever, the odds are your partner is not immortal, and they will not be on this planet forever. They won't. And if you are immortal, (laughs) is this your first rodeo? Really? Is this the first time you have lived this kind of life? Have you, have you never been through this before? <laughs> and if you have, then why have you never figured this out? For an immortal creature, you are not making the other immortals look good. And they will find you, <laughs> and they will set you straight. <laughs> they will. <laughs> Seriously, death is at everyone's door. And once death comes knocking, death cannot be convinced or bargained with to give you another hundred years. It can't be. It won't be bargained with. Do not wait for your partner to die to do something. Do anything. (laughs) Do not wait until the relationship dies before you do something. Do not wait. Do something. Do anything. And do something now. 